Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey guys, welcome to I've Never Said This Before with me, Tommy D'Addario. Today's guest is the wonderfully talented actor Martin Henderson, who quite often hangs out at the number one spot on the Netflix charts with his smash hit series Virgin River. Yeah, he's kind of a big deal. (laughs) Virgin River is an American romance drama series that is quite often described as comfort viewing. It's adapted from the long-running romance book series by author Robin Carr, and people have fallen in love with Virgin River because of, well, many reasons, but for one, it's heartwarming, and it's a small-town show with just the right amount of romance and charm, but also there's some pretty high-stakes drama. Listen, we live in a world that seems to get harder and harder to navigate, so a show like this has been described as a medicine for the soul. It is pure escapism at its finest. Today, we celebrate Martin's work in Virgin River, and we hear him reflect on a show that is clearly so special to him, but he also opens up about the real man behind the fan-favorite character. We talk about how he has evolved as a human being over the years, the ways that he protects his peace, why men need to feel safe to express their emotions, and so much more. So, let's see if today we can get Martin to say something that he's never said before. Martin Henderson, how you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? I am fantastic. You were just telling me you got off a flight, you're back home, and and you're a little tired today, huh? Yeah, that's true. I kind of lied. You're right. You asked me how I was. I'm exhausted. (laughs) Other than that, I'm pretty good. Thanks. How are you doing? I am fantastic. I'm so happy you you are hanging out with me today. We talked a few years ago. Time flies, man. So I'm, I'm glad to reconnect and talk about all the fun things. But I have to begin by giving you a little piece of information that you might not be aware of. Are you ready for it? Yeah, I'm lucky I'm sitting down. Yeah, go for it. Did you know that the internet has named you one of the most swoon-worthy stars on all of television? Spoon-worthy. 
Swoon. I mean, probably spoon worthy oh, too. People spoon. probably I think you spoon like sort of cuddle. I thought that's a little vanilla. Well, listen, but, um... that's not a bad thing, and I'm sure many people want to spoon and be spooned by you. But swoon with the W, you are one of the most swoon worthy stars according to the World Wide Web. How do you, how does that make you feel? Do you want to say a few words? Wow, I uh, I don't I don't really trust it, what what you read, so I don't I don't know exactly how you quantify that. It, what source it is but that's very flattering uh i'll take it that's very nice that there's enough people out there that seem to think that that it's come up in this interview so there you go it's it must have some validity to it if i had a trophy and you were here i would i would hand you the trophy so starting off with the big honor now i feel like you should have number one tattooed on your forehead because every time a new season of virgin river drops it soars to number one on netflix every single time so first of all for everybody listening for those who maybe haven't had a chance to check out the series although i don't think there are many people but for the people that haven't in your words as a star of the show how would you describe this show well first of all i just want to say i do have a number one tattooed but i can't show you um <laughs> You know, how would I describe the show? I feel like it's a feel-good show. And I think um, the show in and of itself I think, you know, is, a, is a very good show. It's a very well-made show. But at its core, the engine of the show really is this love story, between, you know, this burgeoning love story between Mel and Jack. So it leads with the heart. And all the characters around that in the community, most of the storylines deal with people's feelings. And I think... We live in a a time when, you know, obviously there's a lot of, it feels like it's getting worse, but I don't know, maybe the world's always been this dark and troubled, but there's just so much out there that we constantly get fed through our social media and our news feeds. There's just heavy and dark and divisive and conflicted. And here's the show that has so much love and such unapologetic feeling to it that I think people are drawn to that because a, there's just not a lot of that out there at the moment, and it does it very well. But I also think it does it without being too saccharine because, you know, there's the hallmarks and the lifetimes and the versions of these kind of stories that can get a little bit sappy. And, of course, Virgin River has a lot of sap at times, but it is definitely peppered with some darker emotions and some heavier things that the characters have to go through. There's, you know, all of the characters really get confronted by some form of loss or something unrequited or heartache or trouble or physical ailments, you know, so, so it's sort of got a nice balance whilst always managing to make you feel good, I think. Yeah. And you've been playing the character of Jack for five seasons now going on six. What do you most appreciate about playing this role? I really like the role. And when they offered me the part, whatever that was, six years ago, five years ago, there was, you know, I read the pilot script and it was good. And I, and I was a little concerned because, you know, I knew that it was based on a romance novel. And I, I thought, oh man, is that what we're going to do? Because that didn't really appeal. But the character of Jack had, particularly after talking with the writers, I realized there was enough of a dimension to the guy. Because clearly, you know, he's he's designed to be very heroic and you, you might even say very much a fantasy, you know, this male fantasy. And I think, that can be one dimensional, but there was enough sort of subterranean angst and dark emotions that he was dealing with in his demons. And I thought that was interesting. I thought, okay, here's someone that at first glance is charming and says all the right things. And he turns out to be very romantic. 
but he's also quite complex and there's some contradictions and I, and I just I really thought that I could do a decent job with that kind of job on a show like this so I'm yeah I'm really thrilled to play the part I feel like I've let myself down though because now there's this expectation for me to be as amazing as Jack um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a big shoes to fill but yeah it's it's an honor you know and it I, I think all actors would be lying if they didn't say that ultimately we we want people to watch what we do and it, you know obviously it's created a huge following and that's just humbling and and very rewarding you know because we go to work and we do work really really hard from the beginning from the day one to make the show the best version that it could be and it seems like people responded and you know everywhere i go, go oh we love jack we love jack and that feels really good that i've managed to create a character that people have responded so favorably to they certainly have man and i think what's so cool about the character you created is he is you know this quote-unquote ideal man but you also play him in such a vulnerable way and it shows that you know men can have emotions and be vulnerable and be raw are you a vulnerable person like your character or are you a little bit less emotional well given that the show if you actually analyze it and some of the hardcore fans have you know if you look at the fact that Charmaine is only just had her twins the show's gone over very short, you know, whatever it is, nine months or so. I don't think I've had that amount of emotion over a nine-month period. I don't think I go through quite that much. But obviously the emotions that I want to access to express honestly through the character are mine. So I guess I'd have to say that, yes, uh, you know, I have those emotions. Otherwise I wouldn't be able to access them you know, for the character. And I appreciate you bringing it up because I think it's something that I do feel quite strongly about because, you know, I grew up in New Zealand and I think it's similar the world over, but definitely here, you know, there's a sense growing up, boys don't cry, you know. Um, and I, I think it's kind of shocking that that, that sort of phrase is so embedded in, in the sort of collective consciousness that it's given almost as a truism, like, oh, boys don't cry, you know, at least at least when I was growing up, you know, and I think, the generation before it was even more hardcore believed that that was the case. And that's crazy. That's like saying humans don't cry. You know, we all have emotions, whether we're male or female. I just think men are taught at a very, very young age that they're not welcomed. Unfortunately, I think some girls too, you know, some parents can't handle all the feelings that a child will have. So at a young age, I think we're all sort of often taught to suppress them, but more so in terms of that male identity. It's, it's bullshit. And I think, you know, we, we do have feelings. And I think a lot of the times people get sick because they can't be honest about what they're feeling or their relationships fail, or, you know. So I think there's a huge toll to pay if we were to believe that was true. And I think it's important for me, at least, to play a man like Jack who can be strong and noble and all these heroic characteristics, but still have all of his feelings, you know, and and I think it's interesting to watch a character like that struggle with that duality, to, to be strong and vulnerable. Because I, I don't think you want to be just one or the other, you know, and I think it's about balance, like anything in life. And that's a really good aspect of the character. And, and I just think it's more honest because, of course, people are going to feel deeply about things that they've been through that are traumatic. And I think so many of our problems come from not being honest about some of those traumas and then they, they come out sideways, you know, or you start 
hurting yourself or others because you're, you're actually not dealing with what you're really feeling deep down. So, and I know that to be true. You know, I've, I've spent years in therapy unpacking a lot of my stuff and getting to the heart of some of my self-defeating behaviors and realizing where they're coming from. And so much of it's usually coming from some kind of pain or, or hurt, you know, that, that you haven't dealt with. So, yeah, I think it's a really important thing to show that. Especially with a character like this, who goes through a lot. I mean, some of the first things that come to mind, it's the PTSD, right? From his time in the Marines and struggles with alcohol. And, and there's a lot that you deal with in this series. Does that affect you at all as Martin, the human being? Like, what's your relationship like with that kind of work that you have to do? How does it affect you, if at all? No, I don't think it affects me. I think if I hadn't looked at my shit, then it probably it would it would feel very confronting, sort of. And it, I mean, I think whenever you you realize there's a scene that requires a certain amount of, you know, as you said, vulnerability, you know, and and it requires a very specific sort of emotion. There's always a fear in me leading up to that scene. I just want it to get it shot and get it out of the way because there's this fear that I won't be able to access that feeling or I won't, I won't do it in a manner that is appropriate for the character. So for me, it's, it's, there's some dread around it, but that's more of a performance thing. It's not like, oh, I don't want to feel those feelings. Although it's not fun, I think it's more of a professional insecurity, like, oh, I, I just want to deliver. Because you so care. For me, I, I do. I do greatly. Yeah, I do. And so I don't want to rip the audience off and give them a, a sort of a lazy version. And I, and I don't want to rip myself off and, and go home from work, you know, feeling that I didn't deliver. So it's more about that for me. Uh, and then once it's done, it's just a huge relief. I'm like, ah, oh, thank God that's over. And, you know, there might be a half hour after the scene where those feelings are kind of moving through your body. And um, it definitely, you know, if they're real, then, then they do surface, obviously. But then it's gone, I think. You know, I'm just, yeah, on to me again and the next, the next thing. I like to hear when people like you with your level of talent and expertise, you know, do struggle with those feelings of anxiety and worrying about the performance ahead of time, because some might look at you and be like, oh, man, he doesn't have to worry about any of that. He's such a pro, but we're all human. Of course, we have our own anxieties, right? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. And it's, it's a double edged sword. I think it's a healthy thing. Yeah, for me, it's, it's a healthy fear. Because fear can be a great motivator. And I was very, very comforted by the fact that uh, there was an article, I forget the publication, it might have been Vanity Fair, but it was an interview with Meryl Streep. It was quite a few years ago now, so I was still a relatively young actor. And in it, she talks about how before every new job that she's about to undertake, she's overcome with so much fear and anxiety and self-doubt that she's convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt, she's absolutely convinced that this job that she's about to start will be the one where everybody will see that she's a phony, that she doesn't has no idea what she's doing and she'll finally be exposed and it grips her. And I remember reading that going, oh, thank God, because she's so good. She's so brilliant, yeah. you know, and I just I hold her in such high esteem. I have so much reverence for her talent. And so and I, that was very comforting. I was like, oh, it's okay. It's okay to doubt yourself. The trick is to not let the doubt pull you away from action, right? Mm. I think that's, that's the day is where as long as you keep making a step forward, and it can be a baby step, you know, 
and that step could literally just be calling a friend or the director or someone and saying, oh, I'm really scared or whatever, and being honest about how you're feeling but just moving towards the challenge. So I think it can be a healthy thing because it also it, it sort of puts you on an edge in a good way where you're like, okay, I don't want to fail, so I better bring my A game, you know? And if you're not bringing your A game, then I feel like, what, what are you doing it for? I feel like then you're just going through the motions and I, I, I don't want to live like that where you're just, you know, happy with the mediocre version of your ability. But that's just a personal thing. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The holiday episodes that recently dropped... Talk to me about those. Were those so much fun to do? Did you always want to do festive episodes? I mean, that you were given all the Christmas feels. We were. I loved doing it. I can't say it was something. I, I've never seen a Christmas show. It's, I think it's a very American thing. From my understanding, it's a kind of a Hallmark tradition, right, that they do Christmas movies or something. So I, I'm aware of what they are. And this idea was first proposed a couple of seasons ago. One of the producers was sort of suggesting we might want to do it. And in any event, you know, it happened last season. But as soon as the idea was proposed, though, I thought, what a great idea for this show, you know, for these characters, for this town, to give yourself even more of an excuse to cultivate those warm, cosy feelings. Because that is, at the end of the day, what the show really delivers on. And I think what people come back for, you know, what we talked about earlier, 
So it just seemed like such a good idea that it would be silly not to do it. So I went into it, yeah, excited and, and felt like it was a really good thing for the fans. And, you know, and particularly so last season, all of the characters with the fire episodes, you know, were sort of put in predicaments that were typically a lot heavier than what previous seasons had had them really go through. Although there was still a lot of raw emotion and, and whatnot. It just had a heavier quality to it, you know, and all the stuff that Mel and Jack went through. I just thought it was imperative that we give the fans that sort of end to the season, even though it was sort of delayed. And it was fun to do, you know, I, I, I like doing lighter stuff. I feel like most of my career, for whatever reason, has actually been on the more serious, dramatic side, most of it. So any opportunity where I get to be lighter or be a goofball, which is probably, I think, a little more like how I am in real life, I leaned into it. So I loved it. Well, as did the fans, the whole season five, I think the fandom responded really well to. And I think you've said season five was one of your favorites. Is that right? Yeah, I thought I just thought the scripts were really cohesive this season. I thought they made. Yeah. And and, and look, we had a new showrunner. So there was inevitably going to be a an adjustment period where the new writers were sort of feeling their way into the show because they're inherently going to bring a certain style and taste and way they construct stories that are that are inherent to them whilst remaining true to the show and i think the decision to change the writer from netflix was one because you know and it's a beautiful thing they went this show is obviously beloved and netflix are really invested in it and they're like we want to make sure that the show can last as long as possible Mm. so I thought it was really exciting that they made that commitment to the show. And like anything, whenever you change, you know, there's always going to be a breath of fresh air with a new whatever. So I just thought it changed the show a little bit. And I think these writers are really committed to telling stories that open the show up a bit, which I think is really cool, um, and developing some of the other characters. Yeah, I did like season five. They all kind of merged together, though. I'm trying to think of other seasons. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. And you have season six coming up at some point. What's the status with that? Have you started working on it? No, we were scheduled to start in July, but of course the writers went on strike in May. There was talk for a moment that we, because some of the scripts had been completed, that maybe we'd do shoot half the season, take a break, the strike would be over and we'd do the second half. And of course, then the one strike became two and whatnot. So we've just basically been waiting around which was really tough because obviously when the sh- season five dropped, we weren't permitted to talk about it, which is a very strange situation. Like obviously this interview would have typically happened leading up to the release of season five and yeah, we weren't allowed. So it felt strange to have kind of a gag order on, on your ability to just interact with fans that we knew were you know, really excited about the new season and not, not to be a part of that force out there and just, having a relationship with the fans and, and feeling their anticipation was a bit of a bummer, but strikes over. So now we're, we're getting ready to go back. And I think the producers and they're just getting all the trains back on the tracks and dusting off the sets and the costumes and we'll be back at it soon. Yeah. Well, what's so cool about a streaming show is there's a lot of people who will watch and rewatch and rewatch again and take time over the holidays to binge their favorite parts or seasons or episodes. So I do like that while it was unfortunate you guys couldn't talk about it in real time, 
things like this will live on and excite the fans again to make them jump back into it. So I think it's really cool and a testament to your point of the fandom of the show that people are so invested and constantly want content featuring you guys. Another thing that I think is really interesting is you've obviously been part of the show for five, six seasons now, going on six, I should say. Do you feel like you've changed and grown as a person through playing this character in different ways? Or I guess my question is, what is your relationship with who you were in season one versus who you are today? Is it an interesting process to see how you change throughout doing something like this show? Mm, it's a really good question. I've, I've never thought about it other than I've gotten a bit older, a bit grayer. Um, <laughs> that's, gosh. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure I ha I hope I have because I feel like I, I believe strongly that that if you're not sort of growing, then you sort of tread water. And then if you're treading water for too long, it's inevitable. This sort of entropy that comes in and pulls you backwards. So, And that's just a belief of mine. So I, I hope that I've grown. Yeah, I mean, a lot's changed. The, the show, I think having such a consistent show even though it wasn't really, I don't think, till about season three where Alex and I both were like, oh, the show really is successful. I think we were like kind of a bit unsure. Like, is it really? People really love it? Like, and then it, I think by about season three, it became quite evident. And so the idea of being something on a show that's such an ongoing concern is quite unique. You know, most shows, you know, last a couple of seasons, maybe, maybe three so that in and of itself, and I don't know if that's about changing me, but just in terms of life and having a consistency and something to kind of go, oh, so I'll probably be doing that next year has allowed me to look at some of the more practical aspects of my life. And I mean, you know, I'm, I'm basically living in New Zealand now. There's just a lot of things that have changed for me. But I think one thing that's probably true, having being part, and I, I, I don't want to say this because it makes me sound like I was a real horrible cynic. I don't think that's true. But having been on a show that is, like you know, we talked about, so unapologetically feel good, it deals with love and community and sort of ten, there's so much tender moments within the show with all the characters. I think that's probably shifted some of my idea about, the kind of work that I would typically do. Cause like I said, most roles I've done haven't been in this particular vein and I was probably a bit unsure about it. I was like, Oh, okay. But having done years of it and how much people love it, it's definitely shifted my ideas around what kind of content I would want to do in the future. So that's probably one of the ways in which I've changed. I'm just probably more open to this sort of material. Whereas before, I was a bit unsure about it. I was like, oh, this could be really cheesy, you know? And I did not want it to be really cheesy. And I think you can be really sweet and heartfelt without being cheesy. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. It's really cool to see how appreciative you are of this role and and for the show and like I said for the fandom it's very evident to me and and also evident it just seems like you're in a very peaceful place in your life I know you just mentioned New Zealand and that's where you live I think that would surprise a lot of people you would think LA or New York because of what you do but it, it seems important for you to protect your peace is that right yeah you're very astute <laughs> yeah uh, is it that evident honey it is it is you know I, I um, maybe it's getting older and going through your 20s or your teens and your 20s you know, and dealing with all the turmoil of puberty and trying to figure out who you are in the world and all the sort of silly dark roads you work down trying to find yourself and, and all the, the chaos that ensues from just kind of growing up. Once I started to work on myself and I think one thing that became very evident is just how much I cherish a sense of peace, of I don't know what the word is. Yeah, but it's it's just a yeah, just just being at ease, you know, and and finding that. Well, I, I think a lot of it's just self love too. I don't know if this is the right time, but I know that the title of your show is you know something I haven't said before. How, what's the phrase? Yes, I've never said this before. And if there's something you feel like sharing now, go ahead, my man. All you. Well, it was it. it, it this question's plagued me a little bit ever since I read that because I was like, oh, what haven't I not said? I thought, oh, maybe I'll say I'm just getting too old for this shit. But I've definitely said that before. That was that's about stunts because I keep hurting myself. But I was like, oh, should I say something silly? What's something deep and meaningful? Oh, I can't think of anything. But then the one thing that did come to me because obviously the whole point of the question is sort of hopefully to connect with the viewership, you know, and, and share this idea that we all have things that we struggle with. And I think for me. It was, I wish that I had learned to love myself a bit earlier. I think there was a lot of time where I wasn't forced to kind of confront how I was treating myself. And when I started to do that, I think one thing that became very evident was how much I cherish what you're talking about, a sense of 
just self-love and peace and keeping things kind of simple and real and and not getting caught up in the fanfare and the nonsense and the I don't know there's just all the, the drama you know there's so much drama in the world everywhere and it feels like now more than ever too you know you, social media you, someone posts something and then everyone argues back and forth and I'm just like oh I'm just so not interested in that so I do I really I do feel like part of loving myself is just keeping my life really simple and true and peaceful yeah that's very inspiring, man. And I appreciate you opening up about that because I think a lot of people do go through that. And it's okay to have gone through that and felt that and, and realize that maybe we all weren't great to ourselves, you know, in our younger years, but now you can be and it's never too late. And I just, man, when you put it like that, it makes me feel so at peace and wanting to, to it does i feel i feel like I, you know that app calm on your phone yeah yeah i do yeah I, I feel like i just had an experience listening to that app because you were so eloquent and so calming when you were describing that process and i think that's so cool and i just i feel like a nice way to wrap up this conversation while we're on this topic is i would love to know from you what are three things you do in your life to maintain that sense of peace, whether it's an activity or a practice or whatever it may be? What are three different things that you do to get that peace or three things that bring you peace? Well, I think you mentioned Calm, which is obviously a sort of mindful meditation app. Right? I've, I've never used Calm. I've used uh, some other stuff, but meditation is something. I, I had a couple of really freaky experiences in my late teens, and a little bit after that, well, no, maybe around my teeth, where I just sort of, for whatever reason, and not even that intentionally, I kind of almost accidentally tapped into kind of a, I guess, a, a mind state that was just where all the chatter dropped away and it was this feeling of connectedness. And it's really interesting because it kind of happened accidentally, but it was so profound and it left such a, a mark on me it was very clear to me that all of the stuff that we get preoccupied with in the world and the external things that we're chasing and particularly in our own mind, the chatter was all just sort of an illusion. And beyond all that, there is, and underneath everything, there is this sense of calm, I guess is one way to describe it. And so I've found that meditation helps me reconnect to that and just drop out of my, my mind because my mind can tell me from literally within one minute it could throw up four or five ideas that I might want to get attached to about who I am, who I should be, who I shouldn't be, what I should, you know, what I should, you know, and it's all, it's all just fucking nonsense in the yeah. head. So meditation is a huge way I try to detach from all that. So that's really important. And I don't do it as much as I should. I'm fortunate that my partner is really good at meditating. She meditates a lot. Like, when she's good twice a day but every day religiously and she's a very beautiful person she she doesn't pressure me or sort of point out when i'm not doing it but she'll just be sitting there on the sofa doing her thing and i'm like oh i better meditate so that's huge being in nature is huge for me i just get such a sense of connectedness and peace and inspiration you know if i'm in nature in a mindful way. I mean, it's one thing to go for a walk and just be thinking about your problems, you know, or your ambitions, but to actually just be present. And of course, meditation 
lends itself to that ability. And then I notice this, everything I see in the design of a leaf or the, you know, the, the camouflage of a bark on a tree trunk or mm. the sound of a bird wing or the way water moves over a rock or just stuff. If I'm really present, I get such a deep joy or contentment because it's not happiness like that kind of dopamine or whatever that sort of high. It's more of a real deep sense of being at one with the natural world. And I think for me, it's imperative because that allows me to be one with myself. Because Carl Jung, I think he said once that when a man is divorced from nature, he's divorced from himself. So for me, those that's the second one. And then I think the third one is to do fun things with people I love because then I get to share whatever joy I'm generating from these other practices. I think even the Buddha said he had to come down from the mountain and be in the real world, you know, and I, and I think for me that sort of is this idea. You can go and do all these solitary pursuits of mindfulness and calm and whatnot, but if I'm not sharing that in a connected way with people, then it doesn't feel as, as rich. And that can be anything. I love almost any dynamic moving sport. I love to be in the water. I love to spearfish, scuba dive, water ski, snow ski, mountain bike, road bike, kite surfing, you know, whatever it is. I just, and I, and that feeling of doing something like that with a community and then coming up from a, a dive and saying, Oh mate, did you see that? Yeah. That, that manta ray. Oh my God. Or the way the light was coming through the water. And, and yeah, I, I, I love doing that sort of stuff. People are listening right now. We're gearing up for the new year. And those are things worth remembering to kick off the new year and be a little better to ourselves. The world is crazy, as you said earlier, and there's a lot going on. So any chance we can take to find that peace, I'm all for. Martin, oh, I always love chatting with you. I've got to tell you, when this show was born back in the summer, I have consistently had people messaging me monthly saying to get you on. You have been a top requested guest. So I am glad we could finally do this. Oh, well, thanks. Well, and I, I'll just end by saying too, because I, I don't want to go into it, but it's probably a good opportunity because obviously there was the strike and I wasn't permitted to talk about anything related to the show. And then around the release of the show, I actually, I had a bit of a health scare and I had to go into hospital and I had to do two surgeries kind of back to back. And then I had a pretty extensive recovery. And so it was just, it'd been a real rough time. And I think a lot of people were sort of like, why isn't he talking about the show? He doesn't, he doesn't care about Virgin River anymore. I, someone sent me some comments and I, I was like, oh my God. But I was literally, so I would have very much eagerly liked to have participated in an interview earlier, but yeah, it was just sort of a challenging couple of months. So and I, I just wanted to put that out there because it, it kind of hurt me a bit that people would insinuate that I somehow didn't care about the show therefore it kind of in the same breath sounds like i don't care about the fans and that couldn't be further from the truth so i just i wanted to put that out there too yeah yeah and what i'll say is i reached out to you as soon as the strike ended and i said hey man i would love to have you on the show now that you can talk about virgin river and let's get you on and have some good conversation and right away you were like yes absolutely let's do it you couldn't have been more excited and thrilled to be here and, and be a part of this. So I know from firsthand experience that everything you just said is right on. And 
you were so psyched to be here. And, and like I said, man, it's always a pleasure. I appreciate the depth you bring to an interview. And and I love that we can talk about the show and have fun and celebrate the fandom and, and why people love it, but then also talk about a lot of things that maybe people don't connect you with and now get to know you a little deeper and can be more seen by you in a way because they feel like, well, Martin's gone through this and he knows what this feeling is like. And he's not just an actor, he's a human being, which I think people can forget sometimes when they fall in love with the character. So I love bringing that human element to the world. And, and I really appreciate you being here. Oh, well, thanks, man. It means a lot. And yeah, and thank you for your service. And also, you know, I just want to acknowledge too, I know I reached out in the wake of the, the Maui disaster and, and your involvement and commitment to supporting that community and you know being a part of that I, I just you know i think what you're endeavoring to to do with your platform and and your skill set is really admirable as well so right back at you buddy oh thank you brother we're all in this together well congratulations to you on all of your success you know i'm always cheering you on and you are welcome back anytime thanks man i'll see you again maybe i'll see you next season yes i hope so all right be well and happy holidays happy new year yeah man happy holidays thanks for having me bud i've never said this before is hosted by me tommy daddario this podcast is executive produced by andrew puglisi at iHeartRadio and by me tommy with editing by joshua kolodny i've never said this before is part of the elvis duran podcast network on iheart podcasts for more, rate, review, and subscribe to our show. And if you like this episode, tell your friends. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Tommy Daddario. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today.